the sort of soft start where he where we're we're humans we're oh. cool and professional and you should absolutely pay attention to us and, and all that we say but at the end of the day only human uh for example i am not in my office nor in a fancy studio i am in my back room and it is very messy and wouldn't life just be easier if we could all admit that we have messy houses so <clears throat> yes i i think it would yeah but, but that would be shameful right at least i have clean pants <laughs> yeah uh, least... more, I, I won't say should i say i i have sweatpants that, that's yeah, fine you. yeah 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 um yeah did you ever do like online counseling in sweatpants uh yeah yeah i mean i don't um yeah <laughs> I, I go back and forth on that because I, I think I felt more professional when I was, I, I kind of laugh, but maybe I shouldn't. I felt more professional when I was like dressed up like I would in the office, even when I was at home. Um, and sometimes that worked for me. And then sometimes I was like, um, that's just me with myself and doesn't add any value to the client and over the course of the day it's actually helpful for me to be more comfortable um and in a in a way that isn't showing up on the video um you know like i'm not going to wear my church shoes um at home um even though that might make me feel like i'm you know more of a phd than a just a master's level clinician does that make sense i i, I that definitely makes sense uh and not not the part where God loves you more for your shoes, but the part where like you you feel different about yourself. I yeah. I, I I think I yeah I I made the step to like at least always have like pants on of some sort. Like I, I, <laughs> I mean I, I, I always wear pants. Right. Yeah. Uh, like I couldn't. I mean I couldn't do like the super uh, formal collar shirt all of the time. But uh, like something something about like showing up in pants at least or, like jeans or cargos made made the difference. There is yeah. there was one there was one exception over actually just this last December when like I was like really sick and I had to do a couple of sessions from home and like that was where it was like I'm bedraggled that's all I can do to get myself out of bed you get me in sweatpants yeah <laughs> and, this is all you uh, get yeah so and yeah I mean it, it was fine but I was um, yeah I went back and forth even today I was like no nope, Aaron deserves pants I will I'll put his pants on for him so I can fully show up and everything so thank anyway. you for wearing pants you're welcome. Yeah, welcome. So. Welcome to the Word and Journey podcast. Conversations with friends about stories that shape us and make us think. And some stories that are just for fun. We're busy people reading books in realistic increments. Follow along in the book and join in the conversation, or just sit back and enjoy. Our aim is to unpack the story and offer you things to ponder. Either way, thanks for being here. Uh, speaking of gratitude, uh, thank you the other weekend for a movie date and for uh, suggesting uh, Avatar. Um, I yeah. confess, I don't know that I would have picked it for myself. Um, I had enjoyed the first one, but uh, but then it had been like a long time ago, and I it had been a long time since I'd like connected with with that story of that movie, and uh, so it just like wasn't on my radar. And there were other th other stories that I was a little bit interested in. Um, but 
having been inducted back into the world, I rather enjoyed it. So thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining me. I, um, yeah, you're on my short list of, um, good friends that I go see movies with. And I, I especially appreciate the, like, you know, just the ability to engage in the spiritual reflection as well as like you're, I'm a counselor, you're a counselor. So we both get to talk counselor stuff and family systems and, um, you know, psychodynamics and fam, you know, just fam, family dynamics and all these kind of things. And so, um, for me in my movie going experience, I'm just, um, you Reese greatly enhance that. Oh, thank you as well. Well, you're welcome. And yeah. hooray, I made a short list somewhere. So. <laughs> it's a very short list. I don't, very short. I don't see a lot of movies. That's okay. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm not, yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I might go to more movies too if, uh, if not for things like money and childcare and, right. you know, work and exactly and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some anyway. someday we'll keep scratching those lottery tickets. Or right. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. So, but anyway, here we are. Um, yeah. Welcome to. So I think actually I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up on both both my podcast feeds because it is a story. So it fits on the word and journey world stories that shape us and make us think. This one definitely. Well, I don't know how much it should shape us. But it definitely definitely makes us think or offers some some really cool things to think about. And I think I'm gonna put it up on the Outer Circle Inner Stillness podcast. That's like, like counseling, spirituality, sobriety, recovery podcast, just because like we're uh sort of hinting at it does get at some really fun uh themes that come up in a counseling context, definitely. Yeah, families, traumas, things like that. So there we go. There we go. So, I'm excited. Go. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. put it on my website too. Just, you know, I want to uh, share this conversation with, you know, with whoever might want to come see or see me or um, engage in my, my practice. Yeah. Indeed. So to the, to the listener, welcome to the show today. It will be maybe a little bit different feel, but it should be fun. And Yes, conversations and reflections on stories and concepts that make us think and that we should integrate into our lives. And also, welcome to Aaron. I get to welcome you into both my podcasts at once because I don't think you've done either one with me yet. So this is good. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. So let's see. I pulled it off the line, off, off the line, off the net, the internet, off internet. Um, this one quote from this movie that says, I will introduce ourselves. The way of water has no beginning and no end. The sea is around you and in you. The sea is your home before your birth and after your death. The way of water connects all things. And with that, we are talking through Avatar, The Way of Water, the latest James Cameron film, because we saw it and we liked it and found it worthwhile, worth your time. And that particular mantra definitely is centered in in the story it, it, it plays it plays a big role so it does anyway. yeah 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 would it be helpful if um we just sort of give a quick overview of the story and then as we go obviously we can pause and, and 
start to unpack the different pieces. Yeah. Um, I, I love the quote. Uh, yes. It comes up, if I remember right, because... Um, yes. So, they, they, uh, go so ahead, go. I will... So this is this unofficial thing. So spoiler alert. <laughs> so if you're listening and you haven't seen the movie, oh, yeah, we, will, yeah. we will be spoiling it. So uh, go see the movie the first. Movie. Yes. Uh, and if you haven't seen the movie first and you keep listening, uh, don't get mad at us because you've been warmed. Warmed and warned. This is this is the informed consent moment. Um, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. If you would care to yeah. give a brief, uh, yeah. So, so after after one happens, uh, the end of the movie, they show him in love. Avatar two picks up with his family. He has children now. Um, we're going to talk more about that. Um, he gets hunted by uh, Quaritch. Uh, and Quaritch has been reincarnated into the body of a Navi and along with some other uh, special ops type uh, and they're hunting him. So solely the main character decides uh, we're not safe here. We need to leave this clan and this community, this location, um, our, our neighborhood basically, we, we need to go. Uh, so he packs up his family and they become refugees in um, this new place, which is basically like where the, all the the water Navi live. Uh, and so the, the rest of the movie takes place in uh, water land. Uh, I guess what, what not land, but there is some land anyway uh, among the water people. And, and so that sort of becomes uh, like like the quote you read sort of the, the grounding and the, the central way uh, that the characters interact is in and through this water community. Uh, yeah. And for, for the nerds, they, they move from the Ometakaya tribe to the Metkayina tribe. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled it off the internet. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, right away, there's, there's themes of family. Uh, there's themes of survival um refugee uh you know sort of immigrant dynamics um there's like sort of the patriarchal matriarchal dynamic um mom and dad so solely and his his partner don't agree on the decision to leave um and and he is like we're not this is a safety issue um i'm pulling rank sort of we gotta go what did you notice there well yes uh it's a great, it's a great narration of, of setting up, setting up the story from there, and even uh, so, so the relationship between uh, Jake Sully and Nate Thierry, his his partner, his mate, uh, however they they think of that, uh, even yeah, right right away in their decision on do we do we leave the tribe or not, they're they're already bringing in like these really different mentalities, and and you can kind of you know, and Jake, he's human originally, he's human human military, human American military. And so right. you're bringing in, importing these values of uh, independence. I can make it on my own. Kind of this Lone Ranger, uh, kind of this sense of, um, I don't know. Very there, there. There's a little bit of an extremist extremism there. Uh, he seems to e even after living 15 years in this very tribal, communal um, world. He still thinks as an individual. He still thinks as mm -hmm. a soldier, mm -hmm. um, at least instinctively. At least when when pressed. And Nateri, she's grown up 
you know, all of our life in this very, very tribal tribal community. And so uh, you get the sense that for, for, for her, she more instinctively recognizes that there's a strength in the tribe and there's a strength yeah. in the community and there's there, and there's a safety there. And, you know, I mean, she, she kind of like is able to kind of log logically see his perspective and it does kind of on one level make sense for this them, them, them to leave because, you know, he's a target and like the human's weapons are bigger. Um, but, but that does that in a way that, well, for sure with like, uh, with, with Jake Soli and Nate Terry, that that's kind of like part of their tension is like, do we just trust ourselves? Do we trust the family? You know, we're here at the, the Metcaina people. Do we, do we trust them? Do we not? Um, so it was uh, good. I was, I was going to add, uh, just the, the perspective taking exchange. Um, and then moving towards like, uh, just the, I, I don't know that, I don't know that they ever fully understood each other. Um, I, and they, you know, this, this wasn't developed obviously because the story moved forward, but you know, I, I, I'm white, obviously and my, my partner's uh, a person of color and I, I, I totally identified with solely, um, the, the, and he, he plays kind of a dum-dum, um. So I'm not I'm not bragging like oh I'm the hero of the story it's it's more it, it felt like Sully was shown as the the sort of maybe overly pragmatic um, you know just he he's sort of caught up in his own happiness and sort of loses track of like oh there's threats in the world um, and then when they show up he's like oh I guess now we need to figure this out um, and he comes across almost like a mercenary um, it's like okay we're moving tribes now. And and for his for his partner, um, this, that's like death. Um, it's and and they show in the, in the ritual of when they leave. Uh, you know, they they the the ritual shows him get sort of cut on the chest a little bit, and the narration tells us um, the the old leader so solely has has died to this tribe. Um, to to leave your tribe is to be to be dead to the tribe. You're not a part anymore. You're you're gone. Um, and, and so for, for a lot of us, um, who weren't, weren't socialized this way or weren't cultured this way, um, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's like, well, I can just go over there and it's, it's, I'm just over there now. It doesn't mean anything for my sense of belonging or something. Um, so his wife has this completely different experience. Um, and, and ultimately the, the sort of the heart risk math outweighs the, the connection to the community in that time. Um, it's, I mean, they, they could have done a whole movie just there of like the tragedy of leaving your family um, and, and, and generational, you know, land and community and um, tribe, your, your clan. Uh, it's just, it's like, okay, we're leaving now. Um, mm. Yeah. It, did, did that feel yeah. that way for you? Yeah, yeah very much. And it, as I'm thinking back to it, I'm, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the central narrative of the story. And even like Jake and Neateri's relationship wasn't like like the central driving force of, of the way the story was told. And which I mean, then the story worked because of it. But but it is interesting. Like there is, uh, yeah, with their relationship, the, there is this background theme of we're not in agreement over this. And, yeah. uh, you know, she's but, you know, when, when you watch her character, she's very much feeling the grief of it. And like, you know, her her anger comes out throughout the story and you could say you know uh you know if she were a real person we could attribute it to like oh yeah you your your you your family's died your your family yeah. connections have died and everything 
Um, it's an interesting, uh, you know, because because we got to spiritualize it and everything. Just comparing how, you know, how they related to the tribe, comparing how we might uh, think to relate to the church, and and just comparing uh, like um, Protestant understanding versus Orthodox Christian understanding. Yeah. Um, you you kind of get this sense in a lot of Protestant uh, Protestant circles, Protestant and deconstruction circles of like, well, why can't it just be like you know me and Jesus? You know, can it just be? Can I just make my own individual? Can I just make my way? Like, why do I need anyone to speak for me? And like, well, you know, why don't why do I need anyone to pray for me? Um, there's, you know, what's, you know, one tribe's as good as another and they can, I don't know. And I'm, I'm critiquing this a little bit, having, having been Protestant now been, been Orthodox and kind of gotten to experience both, but there, I observe that there can be this tendency to, um, not necessarily prioritize the value of like, these are the borders of the church and I want to stay, it would stay within it. Ooh, Whereas, yeah. cause there's not really clear borders versus in, in Orthodox Christianity, it is, um, much more communal there there are very clear borders and they're marked by marked by ritual um and there's you know there's like the baptism ritual where you come in and under certain circumstances there's the there would there would be the process of excommunication and that's and again we we understand that way, way differently it's not a you know we think you're bad and got out to go to hell it's more of like the like you need to go do some work and then come back sort of idea um but but it, but again there, there's a border there and the, yeah. the, the crossing of that border is a re, it's a really real thing and it, it's it's meant to be felt like if a person were excommunicated from the orthodox church it would be meant to be felt as painful with the idea that you say i have lost something how do i get my way back there um and it uh what what i notice is with with, with jake Sully is he does he he volunteers to cross the borders out of his community um you know, then finds this other tribe and he's like, oh, we're just here for a while. We're just going to be your guests. We'll like, you know, you know, play by your rules, you know, play nice so, so we can get along. Um, but like kind of the end of his story arc is saying we're going to come back into community and be be members, be be home here again. And so, you know, he. Yeah, he, he doesn't make it on his own. Not not really. Yeah. Yeah. And bringing in the uh, the mental health lens a little bit. Um, you mentioned just the 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 ritual sense, the um, ritual and tradition that like really lends itself to like communal living, especially in a religious context. Um, you know, I I come from a family that didn't have a lot of rituals and, and traditions, and um, in in that way, it made um, made it really unclear. Uh, what, what the boundaries were, uh, who who's belonged, who didn't. Um, and it was sort of the sense of like, well, nobody really belongs and everybody really belongs. And uh, so it was very permeable and very uh, abstract, arbitrary. Um, and and it, to, to, to sort of resolve that, it, it required very, very like direct communication and asking a lot of questions and, and a lot of labor there to establish like, okay, do I belong with you? Um, am I connected with you? Um, you mentioned like meaning, like it, it means, it means to be felt as painful to, to be removed from the community or to leave the community. Um, I want to connect another piece in the movie. Uh, there was these whale creatures and, um, one of them was an outcast and, and, the story that was told, there was a little bit of exposition with, you know, the tribal leaders 
uh, basically the the whale community determined that killing is always going to lead to more killing and um, the only way to enforce a no killing rule without more killing is to remove somebody from the community and so this whale was completely isolated um, and so so there you sort of see the inverse of uh, what Soli chose for his family was uh, he, he voluntarily removed himself from the community to protect the community, uh, was, was his thinking at the time. And then in the case of the whale, uh, the whale was forcibly removed from the community in order to protect the community. And in both cases, there, there was this, uh, this question that comes up in the counseling office sometimes is, so people come in and their story, their story comes out. And, and then there's this reflection of like, okay, you, you did what you needed to do to survive. Um, this, this was, um, th this is what you did. This is why you did it. Um, maybe it takes a few sessions. May maybe some people are never ready for it, but then there's this question of like, okay, you, this is what you did to survive. Did it help you survive? Um, was it effective? Is it working for you? And, um, in the movie we see, yes and no, um, which is so, the thing about like these survival techniques that yes. we develop, like especially in the early and younger years, uh, they do get us through. They yeah. they do help us survive. And so in that like, moment, in that very extreme circumstance, our extreme reactions, they, they do work. You know, yeah. like I'm going to yeah, uh, you know, you know, act out sexually. I'm going to get really angry. I'm going to numb. I'm going to overeat. I'm going to even like self-harm. You know, I'm going to, you know, do all, all of these things that are you know or like you know i'm i'm being abused i'm going to dissociate from yeah, that exactly that that gets you through and so in that moment we might say yes that was that, that was a good thing to do um but but then that moment ends and then when that but when and when that same survival skill uh, remains and remains at full at full volume yeah then we see the, the then then it becomes an imbalance and a problem yeah, and I, I and you, I know you do uh, addiction recovery work um, as well. Uh, so you know my my experience with you know uh, people using substances is a lot of times that it, um, it, it can be a survival mechanism. You know, it can be a means for people to survive. Um, uh, so survive a thing that feels like it's it's at the level of survival. Like if I if I don't do if I don't use the substance, if, if I don't turn to the drink or whatever it is, um, I'm going to die. Uh, and, and there might be that part of themselves. It's like, if I don't do this, I'm, I'm going to die. Um, the other thing that comes up too is, um, so it, in the movie, it shows, you know, so you join the, the tribe in the woods and then he leaves and he, he's like, okay, we're going to survive. We got to go over here. Um, so spoiler alert again, but at the end of it, he's like, okay, we, um, we're still getting chased. We're still not safe here either. Um, the the problems that we were facing before are still here. Um, and so sometimes in the counseling world and out in the wild as well, uh, there's this pattern. It's like, okay, I made this big change. Um, I moved cities. I changed jobs. I changed relationships. Um, whoops, I'm still me. Um, and the me who is me, I still have the same problems that I've always had. Um, I changed my external reality and and then there's i'm still trying to survive like what's okay so may, maybe it wasn't moving from here to here that was the problem maybe there was another problem i needed to face 
Um, and, and so then that, to me, that comes back to just like, okay, you did what you needed to do to survive in that moment. Um, did, you know, how, how effective was it? Why was it effective? Um, oh, you've done that same cycle like 10 times, mm-hmm. 20 times. Like, okay, may, maybe we need to try something different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a completely a reality, a reality of, uh, you know, you recognize what, what was, what was the part of you that survived? What's the burden that that part's carrying? Can that part now release its burden? Maybe pick up a different job and, yeah. and then be, be reintegrated back into the system in a, in a different way. And yeah, it, I kind of felt like, you know, the, the story dep- depicted that in some ways, uh, you know, for sure with the, with the Jake, Jake character, uh, he has his first instincts. He goes with that. They have an adventure because of it. And he comes to see there's a different instinct that is, is needed. Um, so go, uh, I'll, uh, I'll touch on a different point in the movie. So, the, so again, you know, spoilers is, you know, it's toward the end. So, well, maybe not a complete spoiler. So, so there's a point at the movie in which everyone's drowning. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and there, so, and this is, I, um, this seems to be a really big thing for both the Jake and the Natiri character too, because it's kind of like in like like the last climax where like everybody's like you know big and violent and angry and there's a lot of like big energy going on and you know it's like cool flashy spectacle or whatever. Um, and actually, I see I see this for Jake. I want to I kind of linger on like the Natiri character on this a little bit. So because, uh, so the whole movie she's she she's she's warrior woman and really good at that she's really good at big strength big anger uh you know she's got her grandfather's bow yeah she's she's uh <laughs> she's a menace to her enemies and really wonderful to her people um uh but she gets to she gets to a point though where um uh there so w- within the so background with with the the metkaina with with the water people they have a way of being underwater for a long time and it has to do with being calm like they calm yeah. themselves in a certain way there's this really and they they you they they're depicted as going inward and they they, they go to close their eyes they'll do the, the very special breathing thing and it's like when they are calm they can hold their breath like an immensely long time and you know be underwater you know they do a lot of stuff underwater uh and so that's for the for jake and his family that's one of the first things that they have to learn is like how to begin to do that special breathing and that special calming to to go down and the way the story is is you know jake's learning how to ride the the, the water creatures the the kids are learning to ride the water creatures there's you know you know one of one of their kids has this strange communion with the water creatures that we'll we'll talk about i think um, you don't actually see Natiri learning to swim with water creatures or do their breathing for for most of the movie. Um, yeah, she can, and and you notice like even when they're like doing all of their uh, you know fun and game scenes, like she's still on her flying creature uh, from 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 back home. That's right. Yeah. So so really is like kind of only at the end where you know she's chopped in this you know sinking sinking ship and can't find the way out. And the, the, the imagery is really cool because it's her youngest child who is like less he's younger than 10, who has to teach her how to calm down and do the breathing. And and in that moment, the, the, the story arc for, for the Natiri character is she has to make the journey from big, angry warrior woman to now I can be calm and gentle, find a gentle strength, mm. find, a, find a different skill, a different, more sophisticated yeah. survival skill. And then, you know, it's one of those like, and the children shall lead. And, you know, <laughs> if you wish to come to the kingdom, you must come as a little child. Uh, if you wish to escape the sinking ship, you must do it as the kids do. Uh, yeah, yeah. So some really, yeah. really, really an imagery there. Um, 
and kind of the same thing happens for Jake in a different part of the ship. But um, and there's the, the relationship with his son there is a really uh, fun uh, thread also. But yes. Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, the movie does a good job of showing, um, you know, it, I mean, it's it feels like sort of mindfulness, like meditation, um, you know, and I I that's sort of my go to with clients is like, you know, do you do you have time to be calm? Um, you know, is that is that a possibility for you? And, um, and, you know, with with people and, and I identify as a person with um, clinical level anxiety, um, telling an anxious person like, hey, just calm down is like the opposite of what <laughs> you want to do. Um, and so the movie shows them in a crisis and the boat is sinking and it's on fire and there's like still bad guys there's still danger around and they just lost an important family member and 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 um and then there's this moment of like okay we're just going to be calm and we're going to just relax our bodies and we're going to breathe slow um and and it's it's very um yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I laugh and I just as a counselor, there's definitely moments when I'm just like, okay, you're depressed. All right, we got to do kind of the opposite of what a depressed person is going to reflexively do. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, your your brain is telling you that the boat is on fire and it's sinking. Okay, we're just, we're just going to like slow down for a second and we're going to relax and we're going to just breathe slowly. We're going to calm our bodies. Um, a lot of times that's like, it's the it's just the complete opposite of you know my my body is like no 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 if anything i need to tense up i need to be on guard um mm-hmm. if i let my guard down i'm gonna die um i need to mm-hmm. breathe faster um so that my brain has enough oxygen um why are you telling me to do the opposite of it yeah uh, it's anyway and it's it is a skill isn't it i mean if, if it came naturally then we could all just breathe you know hold our breath yeah. for 10 minutes and yeah. float around in the in the sea with the navi mm-hmm. yeah yeah and in that I've, I've appreciated very much um the the internal family system framework that, that recognizes different parts with different roles yeah. and uh and they, they we recognize the different parts and we recognize the self you know self as being marked by by calm by gentleness by curiosity by compassion by this deep inner clarity and inner balance inner harmony and it and it is something that exists in every person and it is accessible for every person and and invincible in every person but there's <clears throat> there's a lot of other parts that will obscure it or even try to push it out for good reasons um you know just you know looking at the you know the natiri character uh is an example yeah you know she's got her parts as like you know my oldest son just died and my you know deepest enemy is like out on the boat and the boat's burning and we're about to die and like you know all of these like you know angry and grief parts that are out then that have needed to be and and so the the journey in is is not to like dismiss those but to recognize yeah those are all really real those were all really important they all did a really good job uh with what they like someone else to take a turn um essentially yeah yeah i just yeah and i love uh just the the way the they had this like uh so solely stick together uh mantra about the family and um i think at one point the narrator narrator who is Jake Soli says, um, you know, it's, it's our greatest strength and it's our greatest weakness, you know, is 
you know, we, we stick together. And, and it, it, to me, it felt like an acknowledgement of, um, you know, there, there's, uh, there's consequences to, you mm-hmm. know, those bonds and those connections, good and bad. And, mm-hmm. uh, can we bear those together? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what are, are we serious about this or are we, yeah, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I mean, it goes back to where, where we started this idea of am I an individual or am I in a community? And yeah. is it better for me to take my problems away from the community yeah. and handle them on my own, protect the community? Or is it better to be with the community? And now we have community problems and drama and, mm. and stuff. And like our, our kids are getting into fights and stuff. Mm. But but also when we're all facing a big threat, we're, we're stronger together. Um, yeah. There's a proverb. I think it's an African proverb. A listener may correct me if I'm wrong and you're probably right, but it's something like um, he who walks alone walks fastest. He who walks with others walks farthest or she. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, is, is that whole deal? So, yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, uh, yeah. Throughout the movie, it is, it is the, the main character is almost like that family as opposed to like just Jake Sully. I mean, he's, he is the narrator. Like he's, he's literally talking over as the audience is sort of shown his stuff. Um, but it's, yeah, you mentioned the, the kids, the kids are getting in trouble and they're getting in fights. And um, at a couple different points, they're like, the whole family is looking bad with the rest of the tribe and they're in trouble. And, um, and then they sort of carry each other's burdens together there um and and so on and, and they stick up for each other and they defend each other mm-hmm. um, it costs something to be a family um you know to to be an individual i mean uh it, it would have if that that sort of individualistic way of thinking would mean you throw your son under the bus um or or you just you kind of just go it's not not my problem like he's he's um he's his own person um you know, and, and I think, yeah, in connecting back to like recovery and, um, you know, just in the religious, spiritual sense, like life together uh, and, you know, mental health recovery, uh, there's the, like, like it, I believe personally, I believe it's better to be with people. Uh, I think it's harder, though. Um, I, I think your problems and their problems all sort of bake into the same cake. And, and it's yeah. it's better. It's a better cake. Uh, yeah. But oh my goodness. Yeah. But you know, like, like we're saying, family. Um, that, that moment that just yeah. got edited out. Uh, my my session got interrupted. But one, one of my sons, who's super cute, he's wanting to offer me lemonade, uh, which was really <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, but it's it, it's a true thing. It's you know, uh, there's an allure to being an individual, calling my own shots, doing what I want, playing my own yeah. god. And there's a steep, steep cost to that. Uh, And, you know, there's a sacrifice to being now subject to the needs of a family or even the needs of like one other person. Um, But a whole community or a whole community. community, My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's and and there there is a cost to that. And like, I don't get to do just whatever I want. But Mm -hmm. the gains of that the the just instinctive inherent safety security internal ordering like i know who i am i know what to do mm-hmm. uh are immense and can't be found anywhere else 
So with that, I want to I want to switch to well, different different thread in the story. This is one of my other. I think one of the more, most meaningful threads of the story for for me. So, so so we talked about the Jake and Natira character, and they have by by the end of it, they 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 have four kids. There there's an oldest oldest son. I can't remember his name. Uh, second son. Oh, nice. Um, right. Actually, no. What was the order? So they had so they had their oldest son. They had. Grace's daughter. So Grace, the Sigourney Weaver character from from last movie, right, her yeah. her human character didn't make it, but her avatar did, and somehow conceived a child. And they don't fully explain this one. Maybe in the sequel <clears throat> or the next one. Mm. But anyway, so she's 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 one of them. She's one of the family. And then Jake and Terry have another son named Loak, and then they have you know some uh, another little girl named Tuke. Uh, so 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 Loak, he is, um, what. 14, 15 in the story, uh, you know, second born. So that sort of dynamic uh, and, you know, bo both the older boys, they're wanting to be involved. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're highly talented, highly skilled, you know, but teenagers are impulsive. And then we, there's this fun and net dynamic of the you know, oldest son's like very responsible and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of is chided responsibly thusly. And, you know, it's uh, the second son, Loak, who's more inclined to like be impulsive, to, be reckless to get the family in danger to get the other kids in danger uh and so kind of draws the ire of his father and yeah you know, it's kind of a familiar family scenario oh yeah comes up in a the, lot movie of movies. Is, the movie is just archetypes it's, yeah it's like the big bad is there's an archetype the you know the patriarch the matriarch we've got the archetypes the the warrior archetype mm. it's just a sea of archetypes and so the, yeah the firstborn is the the here the hero kid uh the good kid and the second born is just always like oh my gosh you're just yeah endangering everybody and you're bad and why are you doing this and, yeah um and there's some reality to it it's like yeah. come on dude you, you made yeah. a mistake and, yeah well i mean in the way in the way of systems you know people different people in the system affect the system differently exactly. everybody does uh yeah. but so 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 look he ends up kind of occupying the role of outcast within his own family yeah. Uh, like he he feels uh, outcast with his, within his own family. His family's already like kind of on the edge of this new tribe, so he feels yeah. more on the edge of this whole tribe. Yeah. And so, He's like uh, on the edge of the edge, right? Which which culminates in him at one point finding himself like like alone and forsaken, like underwater, out in the ocean, like being chased by some predator, and he's like all by himself, and he almost drowns, and he's uh, and this is where he's. He's he's saved by a Tulkun, one of those whale characters you mentioned, mm -hmm. and and we we come to learn that this particular Tulkun, his name's Payakon, um, he's he's the outcast, uh, he's missing a fin, he's really deeply scarred, and so, um, but Payakon and Loak they become friends, mm -hmm. and it's a meeting of the outcasts, uh, mm -hmm. and they 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 form this this special bond and everything, and I I, I really love this again coming from. So, so in internal family systems, as we were talking about the system, you know, we'll talk about here's our managers, here's our firefighters that you know protect us in different ways, uh, and we talk about the exiles. Yeah, exiles are those uh, wounded parts of us that carry a lot of pain, that have like these uh, potentially overwhelming, big, primal, you know, responses to everything, uh, or they're just like parts that, for whatever reason, are not welcome in the system. So. Yeah. Like, you know, it could be anger, it could be sadness, it could be things related to sexuality, but it can, it's oftentimes these 
deeply embedded narratives from from when we were very young of like you know you're not worthy you're not good you're not beautiful you're not safe uh you know uh it's better with better without you things things and things um these stories that we tell ourselves that take us away from people and fragment us and everything so you know so ifs they i mean they would use the word exiles the story was using the word outcasts kind of capturing this idea of there's those members of our community that are not welcome or we're not welcoming them in and there's some really powerful moments with um as they become community to each other and they um there's and here's where they were drawing this other element of the world building uh for for the navi the the phrase i see you is really yeah. important uh and they and they they explain it a little bit more explicitly in, in the first one, but it's it's something like when I say, if I'm a Navi, when I say I see you, it's not just my eyes are beholding you, but it's uh, deeper. It's like, I see I see into you. I know the fullness of you. I see, see the spiritual essence. And um, in a way it's like, I'm I'm fully witnessing, fully fully welcoming you. Uh, uh, and so it's, it's this really beautiful, inclusive witnessing gesture all in a statement. And so, for 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 Luak and for Tulkun to, to say that to each other, and uh, you know later for some of the different characters to say that to each other, it uh, it captures what what IFS would talks about when they talk about like you know witnessing uh, a part, uh, you know parts that have been through pain they they need to be witnessed, and um, I think one of my one of my favorite moments of the movie, and it's this really really powerful moment, is uh, you know, so Tulkun, he's he's or Payakan, he he's this outcast, and he and he won't say why, uh, and 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 right. Luak is asking and asking and asking, like he's like, bro, what happened? And he's he's got this fun little like pigeony accent going on, um, and and finally, uh, you know, Payakan, they 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 do their their bond, yeah, they, they do, yeah. yeah, and and he shows them, and it's this trauma narrative of when yeah. Payakan was caught in this battle with the humans, and like. Uh, and you know, people died, and then he, he it was his idea for for the counterattack, and that's why he was called the killer. Right. Uh, right. But then, like everybody died, and he was the only one that lived. And so, so he's just carrying this. He's carrying the story in his head. He's not allowed to connect with anyone. He's not allowed to share that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but it's it's when he shares his story, and his story is heard and understood. And in the way that they do their bond, there's a really deep, profound understanding. Uh, now Loa can share that burden with him, and and that burden becomes lesser because it is shared. And what becomes really fun, um, <laughs> I'm going to tear up a little bit because it just it's a super super moving concept. Is as they move into their the the, the climax part of the movie and like like the rising action, um, it's it's Payakon coming back in who's able to who who shifts the tides of things. And it, that's the way of our, our exile parts is they we, we we send them away, but they bring so much strength and they bring so much perspective and joy and depth and 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 wisdom. And 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 so bringing that back in is bringing back in uh, a huge amount of strength. And besides that, too, it's a sense of like, well, now we're a full community again. And so kind yeah. of in, in, in the rising action, you have Jake's family. You have the Metkayina people. You have this outcast Tulkun who's now back in it, and you know it's when they're all working together that now they can take on the humans. And there's you know 
yeah, this really fun dramatic moment where you know Pycon's like jumping out of the water and you know, smashing the human boat and all of that. It was you know it's cool spectacle, but it's it's very much depicting this idea of like yeah we 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 healed our outcast, we brought him back, and now he's saving us. Yeah, so, yeah. I I would just to add a, a word or a, a concept to that dynamic. You know, to me it it, it uh, parallels like integration or reintegration. Um, so uh, the outcast being reintegrated into the larger community. Um, so for the, for the, you know, individual counsel, you know, counseling client, um, or for the, you know, for just a person, you know, we have different parts and sometimes they're so disintegrated that, um, that we, we don't touch them. We don't talk about them. We don't associate with them. We don't feel what they feel. Um, it's, it's almost like they have hearing aids and they've turned the hearing aids off. They, you know, they can't hear or sense. And, and then anyway, and them being brought back um, is, is it's hard. It's hard to put into words that. Um, so from point A, um, it's hard to imagine like, okay, what difference will it make for my pain and for my suffering if I am seen? Um, so if I have that, that sort of social ritual of I see you, if I have that experience, what difference will it make? So if I'm in A and I want to get to B, if I'm at B, I'm still going to have the same scars. I'm still going to be missing my, you know, the the limb that was chopped off. I'm I'm still going to have the same history. Um, and then you you have that experience of I see you, I, I understand you, um, you belong here with us. Um, and when you get to point B, it it changes your your hurt um it, mm -hmm. it reintegrates it. it it makes it so that um your different parts are carrying it together and and then within the larger family or community system mm -hmm. um your your hurt and your pain are, are seen they're yeah. understood um it's and again it's hard to put into words but when you have that experience it's it's different it, it changes the pain it doesn't I make it go I away but it changes it it doesn't make the it doesn't make the wound go away or the the fact that it happened go away, but the the impact can go away or the yes. the, the the relationship well, you have to it can change. Yeah, um, like in like in, in in our story, you know, you know, Pyacon, he he doesn't get his fin back from from all of that. Yeah, but but his his relationship to himself and to everyone else is, is different. To where like yeah. he's part of the community again, and he's he's safe, yeah. he's included, and in, in everything. So yeah and it's it's a tough sell i think in the sense that um so so they they show what you said pycon i just usually i'm just like the whale the whale the, <laughs> outcast, the big the one outcast whale yeah um, so he he like led an attack on the bad humans and so he became the killer and became the outcast uh to me this this parallels um in in some sense like just the, the things we do to survive, um, you know, and, and so all, all of the things, even the shameful things, you know, drug use, um, you know, just uh, sex and sexuality things, um, betrayals of values or contracts or relationships. Um, so on the other side of I see you, I see you and I understand you. There's there's something about um, the people who have been hurt or the parts who have been hurt by the outcast. They go. I understand why you did what you did. Um, that that's sort of the the other side of the dialectic of the reintegration. Um, so if there's, it's like I don't 
you know, I, I still have this resentment, still have this bitterness. Uh, I don't understand. I don't want to understand. Uh, there's, there's maybe a part that's like, I'm still not going to associate with you. You're still, you still don't belong here. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I'm tolerating you, uh, so that we can get through Thanksgiving dinner. Um, so on the other side of, I, I see you to me, it's, it's a, it's very idealistic. It's very archetypal, but it's like, I, I understand why you did what you did. Uh, I mean, I wish you hadn't done it. It hurt. It hurt me a lot. Mm. And, and, uh, and in the communal setting, there could be the expectation that you not do it again. That's fair. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I understand why you, why you ran out on us and, and started using, um, and, and don't do it again. Um, that, that, yeah, it can be, can yeah. be yeah. um, I, I guess, yeah, I, 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 for me, what comes up is like, if, if I'm part of the whale community and we're like, Hey, no, kill we've for, for who knows how long, thousands of years in this, in this sort of world, um, no killing. And then this whale's like, all right, I'm going to kill people. You can't just be okay with that. Like, uh, it's, it's a process. It takes some, some work to understand and to, mm-hmm. to reintegrate this person. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah. So it's the uh the whale saved us. So that's good. That's why we why we like whales. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. Um yes, lot lots of great themes, and I don't think we're gonna get again to get to all of them. But uh one one other fun one I, I think will be, be fun to talk about. Um go. You know, Different, different flavor from what we've been maybe as uh, Quartish and Spider. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so in the in, in the funny world. So, so again, so so back in back in the first one. So uh, Quartish, he's this human marine, really grizzled, got scars on his face, and he's uh, he's uh, he, he's the antagonist. Um, somewhere, somewhere along, along the line, he fathered a son. However, that happened. That we're we're not told that detail, um, but but so in in Jake's uh, introductory narration, as he's introducing his own kids, he's introducing like, and there was always Spider, and he's this human boy uh, who grows up to be the white boy in dreadlocks and a loincloth, <laughs> um, and and he's the only Probably human kid, it. right, 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 right. So so he's the only he's the only human kid, and he's running around with all the Navy kids, and they there's this there's this mixed perception of him like he's kind of regarded as this stray that they just don't get rid of uh yeah. but he but he seems to think of himself as one of them and so yeah. so he's this human who is functionally navi um and then you have Korich who you know his he he died in the first one but they had his avatar ready they had they cloned yeah. him and then found a way to put it put his memories back into his body so he's he's now a Navi body with this human consciousness, uh, who is also uh, his allegiance is to, is to the humans, um, and then they're kind of sort of a father and son combination. Um, but right. I don't know. So there, this one raises the question of like, what's going on, and like, <laughs> like are they actually related, and is Quaritch human or is he Navi, and like, yeah. what's, like. You know, you could ask a spider, like, okay, so whose actual name is Miles, but we don't call him Spider. There's like, okay, so where does he belong? Like, what what is his home? Uh, I don't yeah. know. What are what are some of your impressions? Oh, you know, it's 
Yeah, there's a lot there. And I want to sort of, by the way, the the offspring of Navi and Jake have the extra finger. Um, they have like hu uh, like a human looking hand on their Navi body. And so it's sort of this marker of like, oh, you're not really like us physically. Um, and, you know, so it, for me, what a couple of things came up, I mean, um, just, just as I was watching, I was like, he's hanging out with all these other humans on the human boat when they captured him a couple different times. And he's still wearing his loincloth and shirtless and stuff. And I, I had the thought of why doesn't he just, why don't they give him some clothes? Um, and I was like, oh, wait, he, he probably doesn't identify with that way of being uh to the extent that like like he would he'd be like this this is what i wear like this this is this is who i am um and so you know several things came up like one was you know is that's that's who he thinks he is um and and to some extent he wasn't recognized as being that that being who he is by the people that he was with um so the narrator tells us like oh he's just kind of there um, you know, and, and to me, it's, it's like, sometimes you'll, you'll see, you know, a person of color mixing in with like a white community or like a white person that, um, you know, hangs out in, in, you know, diverse communities of some kind. Um, there, there's like, there's an inness or a belonging. And then there's still sometimes like, like, yeah, we don't really recognize you as one of us. Um. So it, 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 yeah. So it raised cultural questions. It raised some biological questions for me. I was like, ooh, like there, there's some like um, gender transition stuff that that might come up in in this like uh, this conversation. And then the other piece in connecting back to the dad, they were almost like reflections of each other. So it was uh, a Navi body with a fully human mind and memory, and then it was a human body with to to a great extent. All the Navi acculturation. Yeah, yeah, total total Navi acculturation and socialization. The Navi uh, phronema for the Greek Yeah, and, so, <laughs> and, then it was, and then they were father and son, and so they're sort of looking at each other like, um, like your your brain is in the wrong body, and your brain is in the wrong body. And your we're allegiance is to the wrong end. Yeah, and, and, and we have like inverted allegiances, so Korich mm -hmm. should join the Navi, like with his body looking the way it is like he's never going to be accepted by the humans like and they they chose not to give him a human body was the other part that i i was like okay so they may anyway there was yeah there's a lot um, yeah he's like a clone meant for pandora for the world but yeah he, yeah he, like they, he can't exist yeah. anywhere else yeah and it was a horrifying image of the afterlife for for the human warriors it's like oh we're just gonna take all your precious memories and experiences and stick you into the um this manufactured body and just send you back into battle over and over for for eternity uh -huh. uh, that's that's hell yeah that's, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well i mean i mean i mean that, that's of course that he's like well we got killed in life and so you know we're gonna regroup in hell we're and that, that's kind of literally <laughs> what, what what's happening yeah, yeah. well like i'm on, on like the super like deep level when we're asking like like what it what what makes us human or what makes us people like you know is it is our essence 
our, our physical body or is it just our minds? Uh, I mean, this like gets into like the whole like, you know, soteriological questions of like, well, yeah, what does yeah. it mean? What does it mean to be saved? And like what parts of us get saved? And, right. you know, is it just our souls? Is it just our intellect? Uh, does our body matter at all? And um, and yeah, you, you get the sense of uh, and I guess you, you see you see kind of the kind of this gradient of of integration, like, you know, f- you know, right. this really fragmented character like Quaritch, who he's he's a, he's a clone. Uh, he. Um, his mind is going one way, but his body is going a different way, and his allegiance is somewhere else. Um, <clears throat> down to you know, and then you have more like the the Jake Sully character who, you know, he wants to be Navi, so his allegiance is is aligned with with what his body is, but but his but but he is still human in origin, and so there's 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 a tra- there's a trace of that. And then someone like like you know Nintiri or any any of the the native born who are who are still there, who are just there, they're, they're, they're these fully integrated people. Um, but it gets to this idea that, um, you know, trying to like bifurcate people into, well, I mean, yes, body, soul, and spirit, those are all real things. But to say uh, our material parts matter, our immaterial parts don't, or the other way around, it uh, it gets it just gets absurd at some point. Like there is okay. no, there is no me without my body. There is no me without my mind. And there, and to try to like switch those around, it makes me like not me anymore. Um, yeah. or yeah. like when, when in, in, in the Orthodox church, we believe like it, it's your whole person that gets saved. It's, it's not just your intellect that ascends to whatever the theological thing, it's your intellect, your emotions, your body, uh, the, the anatomy that you have is included in that salvation process. Uh, yeah, for me, it raises the question of, uh, who do I need to be to be accepted by you? Um, you know, so if I'm spider, I, I would just that that would be maybe not <laughs> just verbalized, but just like, who? Okay, hey Navi, um, I get it, right? Like this, I didn't I didn't choose to be born here. Um, they they sort of go, oh by the way, uh, they they can't ship babies back to Earth. Um, babies can't do cryo sleep or whatever they do in space travel in this universe. Um, and so he's just anyway, he's just he's there. He was just there. And uh, where else would he socialize but with um, the persons, the people that exist out there in the community? And um, so imagine your yourself or maybe your son or daughter who's just they're just playing in the neighborhood that is outside of their front door, um, whatever that looks like. And then imagine everyone there is like, yeah, you're not really one of us. Um, and, and so the question of just like, OK, who, who do I need to be? Who do I need to be to be loved? Like, what what does my body need to look like? Uh, what does my hair need to look like? What does my clothes need to look like? That's sort of the, to me, that's like the adolescent version. That's like an eighth grader who's like, okay, how do I need to be seen by you in order to be okay? Um, and then fast forward um, to adulthood. Um, I think a lot of adults are still trying to figure out the same thing. Like, okay, who who do I need to be so that I can be recognized as um, us, I'm part of us is if there is an us, I want to be in it. Um, and then I've, I've experienced clients too, that, um, they sort of go the other way. They're like, okay, I'm rejected. Fine. I, I accept your rejection. Um, I will, I will be seen as the outsider. And, and that's, you know, you sort of see that in the movie too, of people who are like, well, I, I don't really belong. Um, my, you know, my body shows that I, my dad was a, you know, human 
and not a Navi from, from birth. And so this, this is who I am. You can, I accept your rejection. Um, yeah. It ascribes a lot of power to the community to yeah. give, give identity and, uh, which, well, yes. Yeah. And there, and again, di di different paradigms, different, different phonema. Uh, that's, I mean, uh, as I'm coming to understand more of like how, how the Orthodox church works, that we, that, that, that's a thing for us. It's like, like, I don't get to say I'm a Christian because I want to be, um, you know, you know, the, the, the church will, to recognize, ah, you will, will take you through the, you know, the sacrament, you know, baptism, chrismation, all of that. Uh, and now the church says you are a Christian, you are one of us. And yeah. it's, it's not, it's not specific. It, I mean, if there's, I mean, you wouldn't do this if you weren't like assenting to like a, you know, a good portion of like the, the beliefs and the practices, but, um, but it's not the belief or the agreement with things that makes you a Christian. It's, it's the, it's the, the body of Christ saying, we recognize you now, we have brought you in through this ritual, through this practice. Now you're one of us and the identity comes from the community and um and the the so then the movie that kind of plays with us a little bit too like like watching here here's a spider character who's like kind of like you know acting as if he he's one of the community but then like here's this like challenge for it well he has this opportunity to now realign and like be with his father essentially or to be with the other humans and they're and they they kind of seem to like make some space for him like they you know they start to yeah kind of include him on their missions and they yeah. they stop torturing him and they're and i mean he and he and uh spider and Quaritch, like the whole movie they're they're going on about how much they hate each other but there's kind of a there's a relationship that develops kind of a, a toxic affection in, in a sense yeah. you know culminating in you know spoiler you know you know spider spider saves Quaritch's life uh at the end but the, but then what where, where that culminates though is is Jake Sully now, you know, you know, taking a look on one arm and, and spider on the other and saying, this is my son, this is my son. Yeah. And he's ascribing that identity. And now spider's on Navi. Now he's part of the Sully family um, because it was given to him. And it was, I, I thought it was a really powerful moment of like, ah, oh, yeah, that's why we need people. We need people and community to know who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yeah, that scene was, um, tragic and beautiful both you know I, I i felt some mixed feelings just seeing spiders um seeing, seeing that sort of uh family ritual of like okay we're we're family this is my son now um and this is immediately after spider saves his you know the the bad guy <laughs> who who's his dad um you know and uh oof yeah <laughs> the, from the storytelling standpoint, there's a lot there. I think, um, you know, for from the just mental health, uh, you know, spiritual and, and community perspective, I just I think we're all needy for that. Um, like I, I think everybody wants that, um, and and then there's people who are like, well, it's meaningless, and I, I'll never really get that. It's like, yeah, but you, there's part of you that would love to have a good uh heroic father and mother embrace you um and then the larger community embrace your family as we see in the movie um you know i think james cameron does a really good job of showing um ideals or you know and archetypes in the sense that they're like idealized versions of a thing um 
everybody wants the family embrace and you know safety and healthy you know stability and predictability all those sort of trauma-informed things um and then the larger community to do the same thing um yeah i guess that's that's kind of my final word is like don't we all just want that yeah uh, so I, I think we do. Uh, I mean, you know, cheesy language aside, I mean, it's it's our it's our deepest need is for 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 connection. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. connection to God, connection to others, connection within ourselves to ourselves, um, connection to nature, to the world around us. There's, you know, that that's that you know initial like Edenic you know start point of like you know everything is everything is integrated and, and balanced and all is in in this right place. Everything is ordered in a right way, and you know, we can think of like like the arc of like human history as like you know various attempts to try to reorder that reorder the chaos in a particular way. And not not every not every attempt works, uh, but that's that's where we're going. We're striving for an order that connects us. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just thinking, uh, you know, so the, the running question on the word and journey podcast is like, so is the story good? What makes the story good? Um, uh, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning toward, yes, the story is, is good in that it's saying something. And there's layers of, as we've been exploring for the last, you know, hour plus that there's, layers and layers of metaphor available to be seen and to be found for for there's like us who who care who care to look uh and that you know different than like the transformers movies for example <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah um or like sharknado but uh but like there's there, there's stuff here there's things to think about there's there's lessons uh if we want to go there and i say yeah that that sets a story like this the, like this apart you know it's i mean they didn't necessarily have to be like you know blue cg people to do that but hey that was that was cool too uh yeah what's what, what's your thought uh your question is is was this a good story what makes a good story like good like quality like like could it qualify as like a great story um i think so i think um it's yeah, it's hard to it's hard to quantify um, that. Like, I feel like it was in the moment it was good. Um, I think it um, it was. I mentioned arch archetypes, archetypes a couple times. Mm -hmm. It felt like it was so that um, that it it made made the characters hard to relate to. Plus, by the way, they're like you know a lot of CGI and um, it yeah it anyway it's just it was good from like a technical standpoint it was almost too technical like it was if if you can sort of imagine a spectrum of art to technicality um it, the beauty was there but it was very technical uh it was very i mean it was, it was cgi um so in terms of storytelling i mean uh, i've sort of heard it sort of sarcastically like, oh, it's Ferngoli or Dances with the Wolves. Um, and again, that I think those stories are arch archetypal too. Um, and by the way, you know, very white and Western in reference to how they treat, you know, um, mythology and um, native history and um, history as such and nature, by the way. 
Um, so anyway, I, yeah, it's like I enjoyed it in the moment. Um, I'm with you with what you're saying at the start of the movie. I don't I start of the podcast. Excuse me. I don't know that I'll sit and watch it again. And it was like three hours. And um, yeah, I, I don't know that it has that much replay value. I think that to me is important for storytelling. It's like, ooh, tell me the story again. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I, I guess, yeah, I'm just like, it was good. I, I wouldn't put it in like a, it's not like a transcendent film. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I I think all that's really valid. Uh, I mean, the the arch the archetypes were were really present in a really vivid yeah. way. Um, I would say done well and not. I mean, for me, not not irritating. And I I I like a good story. And then some of these really powerful stories are worth telling more than once. Um, like I enjoyed Dances with Wolves. I think I enjoyed Fern Gully when I was like six. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, you know. Um, but there, you know, uh, like, you know, like we, we, we go over our favorite stories or the necessary stories over and over. Like we, yeah. um, you know, we read the gospels every week in, yeah. in church. I and, a, yeah. I think it's a good way to put it. I think this story will probably keep being told in different forms forever. Yeah. 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 I don't know that I'm going to, you know, sit through three hours of, of avatar many more times, you know, Maybe maybe one maybe one more time. Uh, kind of the other rubric, I think, is like you know, would, would I show this to my kids? Um, yeah, you know, not yet. Uh, sure, when they're when they're older. I mean, I, I probably I'm trying to think. I would say I would want my kids to be old enough to see more than the spectacle, and so for that, they need to be older teenagers, probably, to yeah. be able to really appreciate like like the full metaphor of it because because yeah. watching it just for spectacle it's like yeah maybe we could yeah i mean it's it's, it's a yeah, nice then, you, then you're back to transformers movies right yeah <laughs> so yeah well reese uh i gotta i gotta go um but i um just want to appreciate you having me on your your podcast yes thank you for being here as well and very quickly, if a listener would like more of you, uh, where can they find you in the world or online? Yeah, uh, so Progress Counseling LLC.com is my website, uh, or you can just look me up, Progress Counseling. I'm based here in Portland, and um, I have uh, some other clinicians that are licensed in other states and do other specialties and stuff. And so, yeah, we can we can help. Yeah, Progress okay. Counseling. Yes, and uh, Aaron doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to get him back on the podcast to review other movies at some point soon. So, right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so yeah. we'll be back. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Aaron, for being here. Thank you, listener, for being here. And yes. we will. Uh, I'll be back again sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Reese. Thanks, Aaron. Okay. All right. Bye. Word and Journey is a podcast by Moses Bernabe. If you like what you hear, consider supporting the show with dollars, reviews, or shares, or all of the above. Word and Journey can be found on most major podcast platforms and on my author Patreon at patreon.com slash Moses Bernabe. Moses Bernabe can be found at mosesbernabe.com. Contact info for my most excellent co-hosts can be found in the liner notes. The podcast logo was designed by TJ Todd with additional development by Moses Bernabe. The theme music is by Aaron Esparza. This episode was mastered by Breakfast Puppies. Thanks for listening and see you next time.